0: This podcast is sponsored by Great White Hot Sauce. It's a small batch, handmade hot sauce, made specially for you. So if you like hot sauce, you'll love Great White Hot Sauce. It's the hot sauce that bites back. Find it at www.trygreatwhite.com. So in this episode, we're talking about technology and music going from the phonograph all the way to the mp3 so i figured in honor of the technology and music episode i would change my background music since i do make the music for the show see technology and music and as we all know i do love synth so there's that enjoy the show
1: Running. Lift off! We have a lift off.
2: The KOFB Studio presents Milk crates and Turntables, a music discussion podcast, hosted by Scott McLean with his co-host Jack Calabrese. Now, let's talk music. Enjoy the show.
0: Thank you for that wonderful introduction as usual, Amanda. Welcome to the podcast. You know the name of it, so I'm not going to say it. Ah, I'm in a mood tonight, scrambling right before the show. I, I was supposed to do a second live stream tonight, but I decided not to since my stepson's back from college and going to hang out with him this evening but uh before i hang out with him I just want to let you know that we are streaming live over facebook and youtube if you want to get in touch with the podcast you can email us at milk crates and dirt <laughs> jesus i always screw that milk crates and turntables at gmail.com if you have any suggestions comments critiques anything you want for the show email us uh if you like this and you're watching on youtube Subscribe. Subscribe. We would appreciate that. Share it if you're on Facebook. Uh, and if you're on YouTube again watching this, hit that little bell next to subscribe. You'll get alerted when we go live. And uh, thanks for listening on whatever podcast platform you're on. See, a lot of people would do that after the show. I do it before because the audience comes first. You know who doesn't come first? My co host, Jack Calabrese. <laughs> So that
2: sounds filthy. Why would you say something like that? Hey,
0: you know, uh, should I
2: start you, you all again? You you are in a mood. Although you were in a bad mood last week, I was not in a bad <laughs> <You> were, mood. <laughs> hey, I I I, I listen. I listened to the show. Never mind the disparaging comments about me. It's <laughs> it's easy. You know, been picking that. on me. You know, look, I get to feed my family. I'm just, I'm just a poor immigrant worker going out into the fields every day, gathering just enough to sustain my family. And what do I get? I get criticized for it uh-huh. on air and 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 recorded for all time and for all it's, people it's to never hear. going away. It's no, it's, it's just never going just away. not right. But but you know, even more than that, you know, you you hate Jethro Tull, you hate Santana. You oh were, yeah, you were oh, you yeah. were just. Man, you were just that, that was my
0: opportunity to rail without you injecting, going whoa, 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 whoa. By you know the what way, didn't happen last week. You know, it did not happen last week. By no the way, whoa, whoa, whoa. no you one called me an
2: idiot. No one called me an idiot. <laughs> Look, I get, I, get, I get, it. You don't like Jethro Tull. That's I fine, don't. but I mean, you can't, you can't disregard the fact that they've been around since 1967, 60 million albums sold, and they're still, they're still kind of around. But you know, you, yeah, had, to yeah. go Give me you had to go Give... deeper. What? You had to go deeper. You know, hopping around on one leg, yeah, the one leg, one with leg the of... flute, <laughs> <laughs> the flute. They could be around as long as they want. Hey, Horrible you know what? Music. Look, I, I, I have to, I have to say. I mean, it sounds like I'm defending them, and I am to a certain extent. But I'm not really a big Jethro Tull fan. No. But, but still, we are a podcast that really celebrates music, and you you were not very celebratory last week. It, well,
0: I, we are a podcast that speaks the truth also. <laughs> so I chose the truth last week.
2: I yeah. just, you know when I'm just sitting here hey, eagerly listen, awaiting.
0: I'm saying I'm eagerly, all this.
2: I'm eagerly, <laughs> eagerly, eagerly awaiting the Jethro Tull Santana compilation yeah. duet record. The show, uh, the show we're going to do on them. You know, I sit
0: here and rail against Ian Anderson, but... Meanwhile, he sits in his castle in England <laughs> laughing at me. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good job in your little tiny, in your little studio. It's not that little, but it's a little studio. Yeah, yeah, good job, uh, guy. Yeah, as he plays his flute. You don't, you don't like any of their music at all? I like uh, Aqua Lung. I like, you know, there's like three or four songs that I like. Like Santana, I think there's like... Three, maybe three songs I like by him. Omo Kovoa, whatever it is, is not one of them. Uh, Black Magic Woman, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of heritage.
2: What, what was, what was that
0: ko ko first one? Wa, o, 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 <laughs> Omo Kovoa, ko Omo, whatever. See, shows you I don't really o- listen to it. Oyo Komova. yeah. Oyo Komova. yeah. Oyo levo le como va? yeah,
2: yeah. So, Ah Bon Pan. Yeah. Oh, Bon Pan. Yeah, Panera. February. Okay. February. It's it's February. It's February. <laughs> That's right. I was right. So, you were wrong. All right. So let, let, just for the hell of it, let me let me see if I can think of any Jethro Tull songs to throw at you. Tell me whether you like them or not. You already you already said Aqualung. That's okay, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what about Uh, locomotive breath?
0: Locomotive breath.
2: Yeah. How about uh, living in the past? Nope. You don't like that song? Nope. Nope. Wow. Thick as a brick? Stupid song. (laughs) Flute song. It's a flute song. (laughs) Cross-Eyed Mary. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Yeah. All right.
0: So, all right, people are asking me. They thought I wasn't on tonight. I'm not on my second live stream tonight. So, I might have to say that a couple times during this. (laughs) So, hey, I got, I got a question. It's more of an observation, and you can comment on it, I would think, probably. So, did you ever notice that the kiss of death for a band, and I, I, I thought of this the other day when I was driving, I heard this band, the kiss of death for a band is always the label, they are the next Always the kiss of death. And I was listening to The Alarm. Well we both like yeah, really the like the alarm a lot. <clears throat> um and the alarm was at one point touted when they first were they're the next you two. I remember just hearing they're the next you two. Sure. Kiss of death. <laughs> Absolute kiss of death. And and the only in the other the other group I, I can think about, they were the next Beatles. Well, we heard that a ton of times, right? But uh, uh, Badfinger, I mean, they even sang like the Beatles. They they
2: and they just no matter what you are, well, like, whoa, I don't whoa, think whoa, they hit, Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, 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 here whoa, whoa, yeah. You know what? You know why they sound sounded like the Beatles? They they were on Apple Records. I know, they, but that
0: company was on Swan Song. They didn't sound like fucking Led Zeppelin. Nobody sounded like Led Zeppelin, And nobody except, sounded for Grediv- like, no, except for Greta Grediv- Van just- Fleet. Greta Van, who by the way, tickets went on sale for Greta Van Sleet, and I, I went online. Did you and just I, say Greta Van Sleet? Whatever they are, Fleet Greta Van <laughs> Fleet. It's uh, another group I don't particularly care. By for. the
2: way, Dave 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 Phillips just hit the nail on the head. You know what the problem with Badfinger is they sucked. They sucked. Yeah. Now uh, I know the knack was called the next
0: Beatles. Right, so do you know of any bands? Can you think off the top of your head? And it's not a trap question, um, but th- there's not a lot of bands that have that they are the next label that was attached to them. Can you think of any?
2: Um, I'm trying to think uh, off the top of my head. I re- I remember hearing about you know the Black Crows being like the the next Stone Slash Faces. Faces um, would probably be more. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, there's a there's a little bit of they definitely drew upon those elements. Yeah, uh, and I and I actually think that the comparison really hurt them, and I think that people actually, for whatever reason, turned against them and said that they were actually ripping off the Stones of the Faces sound. Which, you know, I was never a big fan of those arguments. I think, you know, I always thought that if you were influenced by them, if that's the type of music that you like, then hey. So let me do ask it. you this then. Let me ask you this then. And in, in the Coldplay. Coldplay was re- regarded as the next U2.
0: Yes, because he sounded like Bono with <clears throat> w- with Clocks. I remember yeah, having an the, argument by- with my son, and I'm like, that's that's U2. He's like, no, it's not. You don't know what you're talking about. That's U2. No, it's not. I told him, shut up. It's U2. And I think that was Coldplay singing Clocks. Shit.
2: Right? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't think. I mean, look, I like Coldplay. I think they're actually a better live band than they are in the studio. But I don't think they've ever lived up to being the next U two. So I remember uh, some years back they
0: played, I think Boston, and I, I believe you. You were part of. You got tickets, and I think our friend uh, Tal went with you. Yeah, uh, yep. and it was like it was. So seeing U two over the years, you, you can attest to this it was kind of a it was kind of uh uh there was a, a big vibe to it like it was like an event you you know just the whole i at the beginning and then in the middle not toward the end it was always had that feel to it like this was no no well, no, no, how, no no that's no. how you guys were touting cold
2: play so I'm glad no, you no, no, no. That's 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 not why I'm shaking my head. No, I, uh-huh. I wholeheartedly agree with you, especially in the <laughs> okay. early days of seeing you two before they were, you know, the world's, you know, greatest band and everybody was in love with them. When they were, you know, first coming up, and they they were definitely far more humble and and far more earnest in their their musical approach. They weren't big, glamorous rock stars and they didn't have the lights and the lasers and all that stuff. They didn't need it back then. They they thrived and they were fueled by their own desire to be you know the greatest rock band and they lived up to it. I mean, there were people back in those days in '83 and '84 and even '85 um, where people kind of looked at seeing you two as a, a quasi-religious experience. It was an experience. Which brings yeah. me, which brings me back to the show last week, oh, <clears throat> where once again. It-
0: let me let me let me interject for one second. Jack doesn't listen to any of the podcasts that we do, but the one I do without him, oh, he's really interested in that. oh, I know he's gonna bomb without me. I know he he needs me he's gonna That's bomb a,
2: without me no no, no, no what what did I say? What did I say after I listened to it? I was like, you know what you don't need me I do I do need matter of oh. as a matter of fact this this is my swan song I'm saying goodbye to. All of your fans to, and, and to my the one podcasters
0: fan. that are listening right now. I'm holding a boombox over my head. And I'm about to hit play <laughs> with Peter Gabriel's "Your Eyes" pointing <laughs> at the screen to Jack. <laughs> well, what going were you back saying back about to last last, last week. week?
2: Going going back to last week, and I and I swear to God, swear to God that this is this is true. The last week, you told the story of us seeing you two with the Worcester Centrum, the first time that they ever um, headlined an arena show uh, in the, at least in the United States. And and they actually received their first gold albums for the war record or whatever it was. And you managed to, to get yourself up on stage and have Bono on your shoulders. And I kid you not, when I saw that happen, I was elated for you. And at the same time, holy fucking shit. Anybody but him. I'm going to hear about this story. I'm going to hear about this story for the next 40 fucking years. And here we are. What, what has it been? It's been 38 years. Yeah. We're I, right. Uh... We're right on track. Now, but... no. admittedly, admittedly part of my, um, I don't know, not hesitancy, but me being bummed out. Not that I'm bummed out that you told the story again is that, <laughs> There's there's no question about it that I was envious that night. Uh, I don't know why I wasn't up there with you guys, but I wasn't.
0: Um, uh, yeah, uh, J C. I the last one I remember hanging with Jay, and he bailed. Like he could have been right next to me, and I think at one point he said, "I'm going back to the seats."
2: It, or was, it was, Cause was it was because I was I was alone eventually. Yeah. It was a it was a great moment. It was great to see one of us up there, but I was like, "Fuck, does it have to be him?" <laughs>
0: and the thing of he's uh, the thing
2: he's of, he's, already, he's, already, he's already trying to figure out how to put it on his tombstone. Uh, I will. Um the the funny thing about that story is the the Scott little nuances McClain, in it. Scott McLean 1952 to 2050. Are you fucking <laughs> whatever once had bono on his shoulders do you
0: think i am jesus 52 right get out of here 1952 (laughs) see the, the the funny thing about that story is the little nuances the dude that was next to me um and we're right at the stage and and the stage is probably about up to up to my neck right it wasn't like really high up back then and uh You know, dude's all jacked up and, you know, all right. And we're having a, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I said to him, hey, next song, help me get up on stage. He looked at me like I literally, the proverbial, I had three heads. Like what I said, (laughs) dude, when I say now, just boost me up there. So he, he interlocked his fingers. And I said, now, now, now. During I Will Follow and he just shot me up on stage. And that's so how he I actually got up. He actually up gave that. you a boost? Yeah. He lit the oh, locked his hilarious. fingers. I stepped on it and he shot me up onto the stage. Because we were close, and it was hard to kind of just pull yourself up because everybody was kind of crowding around in there. And uh yeah, that that's that's how I got up on that thing. And and then I jumped back down next to him, and he it
2: was like he did it. Like he was, he was like, we did it. We did it. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you, I, I I guarantee you that he's telling the same story, you know, 37 years old. So a week later, I was working. I, and dude, dude, well, I saw you two back in the old days and I gave a boost to this pudgy bald guy who hey, jumped up on hey, stage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Easy with the pudgy. I wasn't, and I'm not. I'm bald. I couldn't believe it. I I actually lifted Danny DeVito up, who got Bono oh, yeah, on his shoulders. You just fucking,
0: you're making up for it, aren't you? You're making up for it. Do, right.
2: You know what? The, the The thing that I can't believe. So, so you you had him on on your shoulders. Yeah. You you put him down. Did you shake his hand? He put his. He helped me up. Yeah. Like he he
0: took my he because I nailed back down. He got off. Then he kind of helped me up. Right. Yeah. And he kind of put his yeah. arm around me for a second and kind of took like three steps when me toward the front of the stage. Then he bailed. Like he, he walked away and the edge like gave me a little thumbs up when I walked by him. Cause I had walked about 15 feet in back onto the stage from the front yeah. of the stage. So then that's at the point where I just stood there and I just, what do I do? Like they let me stay <laughs> here and they put the spotlight on me and I was like, Rocky, fucking rocky that's dude, what more should, should. what better thing can you do than the rocky jump
2: right there you should you no you should have went into the irish jig uh, yeah little that, little river about dance in a moment talking about a little river a dance moment. action that's that yeah. would have been awesome yeah, so yeah, you how, you walked off you walked I, off you walked off the side of the stage no i
0: jumped back into the crowd oh okay all right all right I, that's why the dude was i jumped down next to the dude that boosted me up and he was like we did it we did it <laughs> so That's a week awesome. later, I was working. Was it WCOZ? What channel was it that used to do on Friday afternoons? Light every afternoon would be light. The smoke, you know, the smoking lamp is lit, and they would take re- a, a request.
2: That's probably COZ. I don't remember. Yeah, it was that COZ. On I think it was.
0: So I, I had called, f- and I was at work. Anyway, and I called, and I, I requested a U two song, and the girl from the station, and the girl that answered said. Oh, did you did you see them last week? I said, yeah, I was I was up on stage. With her. she?
2: That was you? Like, okay, she was there too. <laughs> nah, that, I, I, that all all of us music fans were there. Yeah,
0: it, it was it was quite a. But it's not Prince getting on stage dancing with James Brown. I I don't know. No. <laughs> That's yeah. fucking unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable yeah. that Prince got up when he was a little Chuck. And started dan- and security came and got little prince off the stage because evidently he wouldn't leave.
2: <laughs> too too funny, yeah. Well, yeah. A, a great a great moment. You know, I I can't remember if it was a bo- I think it was a bootleg that I looked at from that show. <clears throat> and it and it actually says you know like the encore. I think it was I will follow, wasn't it?
0: I will follow. Yeah, when he does the whole your eyes make a circle, the the kind of break there.
2: yeah Yeah, but on on the back of the cd i think it was it actually says you know um i will follow with bono on fans shoulder it says it in the set list too that that
0: that website yeah setlist.com you actually showed me that too you actually said check this out yeah 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 but uh yeah yeah great moment in time great moment in time Uh, so speaking of time Let's go back in time. Time the time. Let's go back in time to 1931. When RCA Victor launched the first commercially available vinyl long playing record. 31. Yeah. Marketed as a program transcription disc. (laughs)
2: So this so, this was back the old uh kind of not glass but you know the very fragile 78s Yeah they were they were um oh what were
0: they I forget the material that was used um it wasn't
2: wax No no it's like no. it's like fucking asphalt
0: Yeah they I I I have some of those and um they are fragile if you drop them on the ground They'll they'll shatter like a plate. Oh yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, so that was the beginning of technology when it comes to music.
2: Was you know, it's it's funny with with those old seventy eights. You know, the, they they're everywhere. You know, if you ever go yeah. to flea markets and yard sales and antique shops and whatnot, and there are definitely people out there that think that they're worth a fortune, and they're they're really not. There are there are some that are worth you know pretty decent money like the really old blues so like the mississippi john hurt and the muddy waters and what like like i've looked on ebay and um some of the old mississippi john hurt 78s they go for like a grand 1200 1500 bucks a piece but they're almost impossible to find yeah.
0: which is because why so many worth of them got so thrown away money. yeah a lot of them got thrown yeah. away got broken
2: but but everybody that has 78s you know they have You know Tommy Dorsey and uh, Spike Spike. uh, I have have a
0: Spike Jones. I have some of his some of his stuff.
2: Yeah, Uh, even some of the you know Sinatra, Louis Armstrong, Ella Fitzgerald, all of that stuff. Yeah, it's not worth it. They're not worth anything.
0: Nothing worth anything. No, no. They're cool to look at. Some of the covers, like I kept the Spike Jones because it's got a cool cover. Um, But then in the '40s, that's when they came into polyvinyl chloride. That's where vinyl records, the term vinyl record came from. Because they were more flexible and they could actually fit more onto it too. Because mm-hmm. those other ones were like 10-minute plays. You know, like what we used to have the extended, the 12-inch, you know, like of, I think my favorite album, just one song was, was, was uh, what's the name of the group? Real Life, Send Me an Angel. Send me an angel, send me an angel, right Keep now, right going. now, if you believe in heaven above, if you believe in love. See, I still, I love
2: that song. Okay. you know Of I, course, it's a got, got, a lot, got a lot of synthesizers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we just lost our one sponsor. <laughs> send
0: me an angel. Send me hot
2: sauce.
0: <laughs> so- you know, vinyl is vinyl. It's. I always say, no one's getting rich off the vinyl collection. You know, people save it now because it was. Uh, it's the chic thing to do, but it's still sitting there. It's still fucking sitting there. Like, well, you, you it know what, sat I mean, there for forty years and they didn't give a shit about it. Then all of a sudden they see, hey, there's a little resurgence in vinyl records, and they're like, I have a collection and I'm keeping it. Like you weren't, you fucking weren't doing anything with it anyways. You know, but well, they still don't I, I, own a turntable. that's the funny thing
2: i will tell you the thing that the thing that kills me is that uh because it's it's uh the hip thing in the gen and gen zers and the millennials are big time in a vinyl right now that all of the things that that should be three dollars are now twenty eight dollars because yeah, there's there's such demand for it well, and, and hey you know you know well whatever you know i mean i i'm not- in the market oh. for so, a lot of that old classic vinyl because I have most of it, but it nice. just it just it's disturbing to me that um, you know the police Outlanders Demore is going for thirty eight dollars.
0: Yeah, but you, you know you could buy it for cheaper off Discogs. That's a great app, Discogs. You can catalog. Yeah. So I I want to just stop the show for a second if I if I could. Uh-oh. Um, we have the return of Scott the IT guy. He just commented in, I had to leave the show because I never got sent the hot sauce. Hashtag strike or pound sign, pound sign, strike. Uh,
2: that's where he's been. That's where he's been. Huh? Okay. Scott, you can't hold me hostage. I got news for if, if you. If you're waiting for your hot sauce, just give it up. I've been podcast for, what, six, eight years now? And I haven't gotten a drop. <laughs> not a drop not 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 a habanero you know, not ah. not a scotch not a scotch bonnet it's it's, not, it's a, not even not even a couple of drops of tabasco it's a handmade small batch hot sauce it's very how how small batch is it i mean is it just well, enough that very, they can only give it to you
0: it's very limited edition evidently apparently <laughs> it's so very limited edition so <clears throat> let's move on to welcome back scott i missed you <clears throat>
2: <clears throat> hey, wait, be, before you before you leave, you know, vinyl. Are you done with vinyl yet? No, no, no. We're not. No, we can. Okay, keep talking. I'm we sorry. Go, go ahead. I will interject. No, later. no, no. I was. I was. I'll. I'll wait over here. Uh, just talk. <laughs> <laughs> I. You know what? I was just gonna make. Uh, you know, make mention of uh, of all the different formats. Like you know, look, we've we've been in in the not in the forefront but we've been right in the mix of a lot of technological change in terms of listening to music right so you know going from radio to eight track to vinyl to cassette to mp3 to cd and and beyond do you have a favorite format well you know i'm partial to vinyl of
0: course because it's it's more sentimental but i would say i love mp3 it's just easier to to manage you know um you can use it in in your car you can use it at the gym you can use it hey do you have your phone with you i do all right do you have do you have playlists on your phone i do sure do you have a workout playlist i do read it to me (laughs) and do not this is an this is an honor, this is the honor system. No, I'll I'll read it to you. It now now what is it on? Is it on Amazon, Spotify, Pandora? It's on it's on
2: Spotify. You're a Spotify guy. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, you ready? How far do you want me to go? Because there's a lot on here. Uh give me the first just read off the first 15. Okay. Uh Enter Sandman, uh, Metallica live in Mexico City, Creeping Death live in Mexico City um keep the faith by bon jovi where the streets have no name you too a uh, whole lot of rosie uh, live in 1991 acdc thunderstruck acdc uh run to you brian adams live um <clears throat> uh, she's the one live at the hammersmith odeon uh bruce springsteen uh just can't stop me the jay giles band uh Drive driving man uh looking for love jay giles band pound cake Run Around, One Way to Rock, Van Halen Live, Human by The Killers, uh, Bright Lights by Matchbox 20, your favorite. Uh, American Slang and Stay Lucky by the Gaslight Anthem, American Idiot, Jesus' Suburban Holiday by Green Day, LaGrange Live from ZZ Top. Uh, what else is on here? <laughs> Fall to Pieces, The Velvet uh, Velvet Revolver. Uh plush Stone Temple Pilots, The Pretender, the Food Fighters, These Days, The Foo Fighters. Uh You Somebody Kings of Leon, uh, New Sensation by NXS, uh, Eat the Rich, uh Live Version by Aerosmith, Monkey on My Back, Aerosmith, Back in the Saddle, Aerosmith, Hey Jealousy, The Gin Blossoms. Is that enough? Yeah, I get uh, it. Yeah. <clears throat> Sell out by Real Big Fish. There's you there's like a bunch live, of stuff. You like live, you like live music, huh? I, I listen you have to a lot of live lot, songs on there. A lot of live songs. I love <clears throat> live music.
0: Interesting dichotomy of music between you and me, as far as, as this goes.
2: All My, right, go ahead. Give, st-
0: give me your top 15. Yeah. Beehive by Mark Langen Band. I Heard You Got To by St. John. Uh, I Could Never Take the Place of Your Man, Prince. Don't Leave Me This Way, The Communards. I love The Communards. Funky Child, The Lords of the Underground, Uh, Molly, 16 Candles, Sponge, Subterranean Feelings, Jude Schumer, Dress by PJ Harvey, Elevate My Mind, Stereo MCs, All the Way Up, Fat Joe, Don't Run Wild, The Del Fuegos, Happy, Pharrell Williams, Night in My Veins, Pretenders, my favorite Pretender song, The Formula by The DOC, Good Thing, Fine Young Cannibals, Roadrunner, The Modern Lovers, it's No Good, Depeche Mode, Hell and Back by Bakar, Hollywood's Bleeding, Post Malone, uh, Good Fortune, PJ Harvey, uh, let's see, Take a Picture, Filter, Happy Hour by Weezer, Suicide Blonde, In Excess, Adam's Apple, Aerosmith, uh, let's see, Suspicious Minds, Finding the Cannibals, Mr. Brightside, The Killers, uh, When Things Go Wrong, Robin Lane and the Chop Busters, uh, Love in a Trash Can, The Ravenettes. Never Say Goodbye, The Communards, Tattooed Love Boys, uh, The Pretenders. Uh, that's when I reach for my revolver, Mission of Burma, and Supersonic by Oasis. What do you is notice about my
2: playlist? Uh, what I notice is is a bunch of horse shit. You knew you were going to answer this, so you compiled a bunch of cool songs. I know you listen. You don't listen to any of that when you work out. I do. <laughs> no, I you do. don't. I do. Why would I
0: Why would I lie? to? What, because am I you're posing? you. What You're a I giant douchebag! <laughs> In my playlist, I have one song from the seventies. That's it. Aerosmith, Adam's Apple. All the rest of them
2: are eighties, nineties, and today. You know what I notice on on mine? Mm. So on my my playlist, you know the beginning, um, you know, like on the on the the page for the playlist, it actually gives you the duration of your playlist. Mine is sixteen hours and forty eight minutes. i
0: have playlists that are like that this one is two hours and 42 minutes i have playlists like that for when like i'm in the pool or i'm having a cookout that just continue and it is a an absolute cornucopia of everything yeah
2: yeah i mean uh, i don't like i'm
0: i don't think i'd find the lords of the underground in your
2: or the doc in your playlist (laughs) <laughs> what what is that supposed to mean? Like you're cooler than I am? Something? No, you're just not well, a rap that, guy. You're not a hip hop guy. That's not true. It is true. That's not that's not true, true at all.
0: It's true. That is
2: that is true. You might on. like it, but you're not a hip hop guy.
0: You're that's a jazz not guy. True.
2: No, yeah? I do okay. like jazz.
0: So, <clears throat> moving on to the eight track. You know who designed the eight track? I do not. William Dude. Powell Lear, the man behind the Lear jet ah. designed the eight track he took the four track and what Dude. he did was the pinch mechanism that was in a four track player he put it into an eight track uh uh box because it's a case casing actually he put the pin and so he added
2: uh more tracks in there so yeah, what was yeah. The, what was the thing? What was the thing that frustrated you most about the A Track? Was it because was it the fact that it wasn't really that portable? I mean, yeah, you could put it in your car, and I actually had a portable A Track player, but not the easiest thing to carry around. Well, they
0: did come out with the
2: Dynamite Eight, Dynamite. JJ
0: Walker, Jimmy JJ Walker, was you you'd pound the top and it would change the change the channel. That's great. It was a small portable eight track player. And it looked like one of those, you know, those those things you, you press down to blow up the dynamite that you see in the Bugs Bunny concert. Yeah, but but I'm
2: not I'm not I'm not talking about the, the player per se. I'm talking about the actual A-track Oh track. Yeah, you couldn't they weren't that cassettes, yeah. I I guess. So you know what I mean for, for me, I, I actually <clears> thought that the sound quality, and I don't know if this is true technologically speaking, if the sound quality is, is technically better. Uh but it's it seemed to be better than sets. It was deeper. Yeah, but they, they were they were cumbersome. And and I think the biggest thing that that may be uh a surprise to some of our you know newer listeners is that for a lot of at least the early A-track players, they did not have a fast forward or rewind capability. Yeah. You could Just you play. could bounce between four different channels or four different tracks. Uh the other thing that was frustrating is do you remember i ever listened? Like I remember Van Halen one. If I remember correctly that um, on, the first, on the first track, I think it might've been like in the middle of eruption. Like, you know, eruption is kind of broken up into two pieces. It actually changes from track one to track yeah. two. Happens. So you got that, you got that weird click. Well what they did was um
0: they would actually put that on the track listing on the back, like uh Strawberry Fields uh, on on Magical Mystery Tour was like part one and part two because that's where it got uh clipped. So
2: Yeah. And the then and that- then the other the, the other thing about A tracks I'm sorry. No, go, you- ahead. go ahead. No, go
0: ahead.
2: I was gonna say the other thing about A tracks is you know, at least for me, not until later, you couldn't you couldn't record on them. So, you know, like one of the so- great things of one of the great I'm things gonna, about I'm this. I'm
0: going to touch on that. I'm going to. That's pretty. That's an interesting okay. point. Yeah, um, make the thing that Lear did, though. Other than improve over the the four track, was his marketing was fucking brilliant. All 1966 Ford cars offered a factory installed in dash eight track player. In 67, Chrysler and GM offered the same. And in the late 60s, several other companies were making players uh, for, for the other tape loop systems, including a 4-track, and putting them in cars. That's where the 8-track took off. Because now you could play them in your car, and it came you didn't have to buy a cumbersome type of uh, system. Because, you know, there was cars, and I know you know this, that had fucking turntables in them like they were trying they tried everything to put in cars but eight tracks at the time was that was the shit
2: then right so well I I mean, yeah, if you, for, if, you, if, you, if you think about it you know putting a turntable in a car is a dumb fucking idea unless
0: you unless you're parked unless yeah. you're parked you are definitely not doing it when you when you're driving you know um so then the eight tracks you know they they were with us for a long time the preeminent 70s format right um then there was columbia house <laughs> columbia's how the fuck did they stay in business 13 cassette 13 eight tracks for a penny and you always order them if you are moving or you know, you just you thought, oh, it's only a penny, and then you start getting those bills for the monthly albums that they're sending you that
2: are overpriced. You know, how many how many times did you do Columbia House? I think me and my brother do you did it, mo- it. Do it more? Do it more than once? I
0: did it once. Yeah, yeah. Um. So then, uh, yeah, Columbia House offered eight track tapes. Well into the actually, well into the eighties, they were still doing it. Columbia House. Uh Madonna's early albums were were on eight were an eight track. Michael Jackson's thriller was offered as a club membership eight track. Yeah. Right? I guess there's there's some there's some articles out there that say that there's still a place down south that's making eight tracks, but oddly enough, it's for predominantly uh, uh, uh for truckers which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Well, so what do we got? I, Mark Smith just I, commented from YouTube. He said, uh, I used to work at a cassette company owned by a man who worked for Bill Lear. Wow. And he said the original A-track was designed by Lear, was as good as uh, a quarter master tape. Yeah, so the sound was uh, was better, as you said.
2: The, I always sound, thought it was
0: deeper. It had a deeper sound to it.
2: Yeah, the sound right? the sound was, was pretty good on A-tracks. Yeah. There's a, you know what I I, I still remember. There's a, there's a couple of a tracks that stand out just because of where I was in my life and you know the music that I got turned on to at that time. But I had I remember I had Van Halen, Van Halen's first album on on uh, a track. I had Hot Rocks, The Rolling Stones on a track. I had The Kids Are All Right by The Who on a yeah. track, and I had the I had the best <clears throat> of the band. On 8-track. And and, uh, some girls, they they just took up so much room, or so it
0: seemed. So you touched on the 8-track recorder. My father always happened to show up at our house with some really good stuff that fell off the back of a truck, right? And uh, he gave us an 8-track recorder and you could record off the radio you could record off an album um but if you were trying to record like songs and you wanted to uh, beat beat the click onto the next channel you had to get the time for, for all the songs right and put them together so they fit in that in each spot So when the click happened, a new song would come along. Very tedious process. Very tedious process. Counting the time. I don't even remember. I think each, if you're doing a mixtape on it, imagine
2: that, a mixed eight track. (laughs) Mixed eight track. Uh, My my, my dad actually, uh, after a little while, he used to make me mixtapes uh with with uh with eight tracks i remember that they were radio they were radio shack blanks yeah 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 we had a microphone
0: and we could plug it in and record our voices onto that's the eight cool. track yeah yeah god rest his soul used to have a lot of fun with that what's that
2: any chance that any of those are still floating around no just that's like my old
0: shame. album collection when i went to the military that was the that's uh, a long story that's,
2: no, no, that's a, a long shame. Time. That's a um, damn shame. But I mean even first, even 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 cassettes, do you remember like before you had a real cassette player that you used to have to try to time things on the radio? Oh yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. Sorry. Yeah. I keep I keep jumping ahead. I'm sorry. That's I'm all right. just excited. That's all right. <laughs> I'm excited to be back on the show, the, you know. I'm did trying to you know? trying to earn my trying to earn my keep after last week's Dynamo. Um, well, You know, I know, I know, I know, I know I'm I'm on probation now. (laughs) Well, Todd Sockman,
0: fan uh, fan of the show, friend of the show, is the one that came up with the, did you know, Jack missed four shows in the last five months?
2: Well, Jack has a job. (laughs) Jack's, Jack's, Jack's not retired. You know, so, t- sometimes sometimes these things happen. As a matter of fact, I mean, I'm I'm heartbroken about something, and I know this is somewhat off topic, but I realized tonight that I actually have Nick Cave tickets, and I can't go because I yeah. have to be away on business. Sometimes it, it happens, and sometimes yeah. it happens the other way. You know, I've actually had the opportunity to see some bands that I never would have been able to see, and I, I just happened to see them while I was actually traveling on business.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's always but, cool. That's an unexpected Uh, Bonus. Yeah. Did you know the first 8-track player, the first karaoke machine was an 8-track player? Nah, that doesn't surprise me. Uh, Daisuke Inoue created it in 1971. He called it the 8-juke, right? It was a wooden box that combined a microphone amplifier coin box and an 8-track tape player. Inui claims to have sold 25,000 of them, right, Uh, of the Juke 8s. But sadly, sadly, Inui, the son of a pancake maker, did not patent the device. And today, karaoke is a household word. Listen, there's a picture of the guy. There's a picture of the guy. He's an old guy, gray hair. And he's got one of his original boxes, and he's got a fucking smile from ear to ear. I think this guy was just a pretty humble dude. Japanese guy, you know, uh, probably realizes, hey, you know, but imagine having one of those. Only 25,000 of them. They were made back in 71. How many of those you think are left?
2: Probably not many and probably worth a pretty penny for the the audiophiles that are out there.
0: Yeah, the tech, like the technology this guy put into a wooden box, and it was like a, a long. I actually have a portable eight track player with the speakers come out of the sides. It's got a radio, and it, it's pretty cool. It's like kind of that space technology that we
2: went through in the seventies. But
0: how do you how do you think
2: his that... wife reacted to him not having it patented? You think you think she reminded him of that a couple of times? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see. All right. I'll say in the 80s, I have this, did you know? Uh many popular titles were available in A-Track through record clubs. Now, this is when they started transitioning over to cassettes, right? So as a popular uh, uh as the popularity of the format took a nosedive in the 80s, the 8-track tape was largely relegated to such mail order record clubs. If you're an 8-track, uh, let's see, if you were an eight track collector and wanted hit albums like John Cougar's American fool or the beastie boys licensed to ill. You had to go through a record club to get the eight tracks.
2: Now I'm going to throw up money.
0: I don't know. Now this one, I'm going to throw this at you and okay. I, I already made a bet with you and I don't even know what the bet was. Do you remember the, the Oasis? Oh, if Oasis gets back together, I'll buy the tickets and yep. we'll, we'll negotiate the airfare.
2: but It's going to cost you a fortune. <laughs> I'm, I want to sit right up front, VIP seats. I'm going to have one of those fake little laminated backstage passes in my little gift bag. <laughs> so in
0: 1988, I'm not going to say the, the name of it, this particular album in 8-track form, uh, is widely considered the last album commercially released on eight track. Uh, well, let me see. While it's not a certainty, most collectors claim that blank. It's a compilation. It's a greatest hits, and it came out in 1988. Was the final commercially released eight track? Now, after that, like Reed has digested some, like, uh, you know, like they 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 throw in some uh, uh, co- collections. Of songs. But this particular came out in nineteen eighty eight. It was a band that was that is it apexed in the uh in the seventies, around the mid seventies. Um they went through a bunch of incarnations uh to get to where they were. I, I I have a guess. I don't know if it's right. Throw it at me. The Eagles. No, no. Fleetwood Mac, yes, yes. Fleetwood Mac's greatest hits. See, you lost the bet, but you got it on the second answer.
2: They they were right there too. I should have went with my gut.
0: I was trying to give you all the hints that we argued about.
2: <laughs> the, I should I should have I should have jumped on. Oh, but that, that's another one. Last week that you were railing on Fleetwood Mac, they sucked until before they before you know their their their, their greatest hits album is basically.
0: Most of the hits from Fleetwood Mac, and
2: then Rumors, like that's their greatest hits. There's no question about it that Fleetwood Mac was a very, very different band. um, You know, once Lindsey Buckingham, we're all better for it.
0: We're all better for it.
2: No, no question about it. They, they would, you know, if Fleetwood Mac actually stayed with their original lineup, nobody would know who they are. They would be this obscure kind of blues. You know, band that, that had some notoriety in the late sixties that, you know, really hasn't done much.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, let's move on to the cassette. You know, the cassette was around while the eight track was around. Uh oh. Listen, Jack just yawned. I did yawn. It's, it's eight o'clock and Jack's yawning. Are you gonna fall asleep on your guitar, Jackie? Do you have you sleepy yeah. tea tonight? We have your sleepy tea Where's your sleepy my, tea? Show me your my, sleepy there it is my nappy tea. I got my nappy tea tonight. yeah
2: it's not the, it's not the tea. the show is fucking boring man
0: <laughs> Perry Dito had said due to the programming, there'll be one minute of silence before track four and three <laughs> No don't. That was a, That's a good way to, to segue out of eight tracks.
2: Oh, man. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right, you're right. You you caught me on in this, this show. It's just boring. And then the host, ponderous. Just ponderously boring. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. This, hey, you know what, people? No, I'm going to tell you right now.
0: By Jack the way, there's no, messaged there's me no last S. Week.
2: No, no, no. You're not, no, not
0: talking about no, no whoa, whoa, woes right now. There's no Last S week, S on Jack the end of anyway. me. nope. I'm not listening to you. I'm going to get my point across. Last week, Jack said, What do we want to talk? He always hits me up, like, immediately. That's fine. And I I said, I I rattled off a bunch of stuff, and he's like, how about technology and music? And I said, okay, because I'm always open to suggestions. And here we are doing technology and music, and this motherfucker's yawning. He's yawning. Now, I could have told him a week ago, it's not an exciting fucking show, but no. But no. Nah. No, Jack has to Jack has to get his way. I
2: give Jack his way. Hey, <laughs> how many suggestions that I gave you a list?
0: You said technology. I, I gave you a I list. I gave
2: you I gave you a list. No, uh, I gave you a list.
0: Uh, no, you know, no. No, I gave you a
2: list. It's not cool to lie to our listener. Yeah, I know it isn't, Jack. Is it?
0: <laughs> it isn't. Is it? Fabricating. So, the cassette. <laughs> the
2: cassette. <laughs> Ah well, it was invented in uh, in Berlin. Here here you go. Here you go. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Friday, February twenty fifth at eight oh one a.m. What month was it? What what month was it? Friday, February twenty (laughs) fifth. Yeah. I said, what do you want? Back the grungiest rockers go country. New bands to watch out for. Rock's greatest drummers. How technology is changing music. MTV's greatest moments. Great rock books. Who's the greatest American rock band in history? The origins of hip hop? Bands people love to hate? Is that not a list? I don't recall that. By the way, I don't I don't I don't see any list before or after that coming from you dipshit. <clears throat> I don't uh You're you're, tr- how, you're how can these people believe you? How
0: can they believe you when they're listening and, and you're just saying that you're reading off a text message remember this is an audio show
2: now for the people that look there it is Anybody? You can't, no one can read that <laughs> why would I do that why would I lie about something as stupid as that
0: oh wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute R- Ricky Grimm one of my, my first of the guy that got me my career in customs says you can always have Jack play a song for us liven things up you know what Ricky I never said this before you're a great guy you are you 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 you, you're the man but fuck you (laughs) jack doesn't get that no stop stop don't encourage him don't encourage him turn that fucking thing around (laughs) around. yeah see you play around you kick you 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 knock your microphone over
2: mom always said don't play ball in the house yeah yeah so, hey, uh, so, you know, getting, getting back to records, I'm curious about this, you know, because even though you talked about vinyl, you kind of skipped over something. I mean, if you mm-hmm. think about, like, our evolution in terms of, like, listening to, um, you know, to music and whatnot, we didn't just listen to vinyl, right? Like, originally, did, did you actually have full-length albums, or did you start the way that I started with 45s?
0: I had full-length albums. My father dropped off five milk crates of albums. At our house one day, <laughs> literally five. When milk crates, you know, they stopped making milk crates that dimension, the dimension of of an album cover, because of that, because the milk industry was losing millions of dollars a year from people just stealing milk crates. So they shortened them. So if you go today to try to put a album in a milk crate, it's not going to fit. Just hey. that little distance made the difference, but. Dude, my father dropped off, and, and I. It always. I never understood how it said "property of Jim Smith" on every album. <laughs> <laughs> I asked my father who Jim Smith was. He said it's a friend of mine. Yeah, <laughs> it's a friend, friend of, of mine. mine. He wanted want you to have these. Dude, he gave in that collection was the New York Dolls, Rick Wakeman, Edgar uh, Agu- Wakeman group.
2: Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. Nah, dude, this, but wait, this but, was but, but wait a minute, wait a minute. The New York dolls and Rick Wakeman, those are like polar opposites. Well, the dude like me and like you had an eclectic taste in music. Leave him That's alone. Way Leave Jim Smith alone. I hey. can't believe that anybody would go out of their way to buy a Rick Wakeman album. By the way, for those people <sighs> that, that don't know, he was the keyboard player for Yes.
0: You know what? You know what? See, you are such a fucking hypocrite. You what are are... how how would you call I rail against a band. I rail against a band. And then you're like, you should give them respect. You should honor them. They're, they're, they're bands. Just because you don't like them doesn't mean that you can make fun of them and hate them. Oh, yeah? What did you
2: just do to Rick Wakeman, tough guy? Huh? What did you do to Rick Wakeman? I, you know what? Look, you look. Dogged look him. I, you dogged You dogged him. Hold on. Hold on. you Rick, Rick Wakeman is an incredibly, incredibly talented uh, here keyboard Here we go. Backtracking Jack. Incredibly, Back and Jack. Incredibly. But. But but I mean what I was saying is that the New York Dolls is not a prog band, you know, they were borderline, you know, punk. And and Rick Wakeman is so polar opposite of that. It just it's it's it just confuses me a little pull, bit. That's pull an all. album, pull a fucking album out from behind you.
0: Pull an album out, any album. Hurry up. What is it? Martha, Martha Hoople's greatest hits. All right, now go down the fucking other end of your collection, pull an album out.
2: Is this far enough? Yeah,
0: sure. The Motels. So, Martha Hoople and the Motels, I mean,
2: what are you talking about? They are so polar opposite. I mean. <laughs> by the, by <laughs> the way, hey, how, come, how come every time you do my voice, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a guy from like Provincetown.
0: Not that there's anything wrong with that.
2: There's, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it, but that's not how I sound. That's how you talk. <laughs> you, you don't know because
0: you don't listen to the shows.
2: You don't listen don't to that, so, to so you don't know how you sound. I only listen when it's just you because that's when the show is, oh, just it, Hey, hey, I did I did 80, uh, 87 minutes. Right, on long, my own. Longer, look, trust me, and this is something that I've known my whole life. Longer is not better. <laughs>
0: You wouldn't know, you wouldn't know that. <laughs> hey, did you like my story? of Me, Jim Hurley, and Phil Kelly in Providence, Rhode
2: Island. Yeah, that was did you uh, get that a, far yeah, that into a, it. A, there was a, there was a good forty five minute tale of hitchhiking and TV repairman guy.
0: Yeah, and do, that, I mean, that, what, that? what crazy experiences have you had, Jack? Huh?
2: What, oh. what did you ever try to steal a car, Jack?
0: No, you did. No, no, you didn't.
2: no, no, no. no. I didn't I didn't try to steal the car. No. I but mean, but I, I will tell you that when I was living on the Cape, I was throwing a massive party and somebody ordered a bunch of pizzas. And the Jesus. guy came there was they they had like a pickup truck with like this uh insulated, you know, back, you know. So it was like a, a pickup truck. And when the kid came in, somebody ran out my back door, jumped in his car and drove the truck into the lake down the street.
0: That's so crazy. That's a crazy story, Jack.
2: By the oh way, my that God, you're so I, crazy. I, I have to tell you, that voice is not I, cool, the man. Pizza. It's not, it's not right. <laughs> the, the the pizza man's truck. Oh. I don't and, I don't know if I can continue to be on this show. So,
0: so what? I'm being diverse. I don't diverse. know if I can nah, I'm, being being diverse. Diverse. I'm being diverse. Be- you're being an asshole.
2: That's what you're being. <laughs> That's not right, man.
0: <laughs> you know what? I gotta, I gotta give you a heads up. My brother, my brother says to me today, "What's the show?" My brother, Colin McLean. Uh, he's a co-producer, but Jack says he's the what do you call him? He's the the uh, creative consultant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, He says, "Are you gonna give little Jack a hard time tonight? Are you gonna oh, give Jackie that? a hard time tonight?" Runs so in I'm the taking family. Orders. I'm taking orders from my big brother. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, just, it's not right, man. Nope. nope, oh, nope. He, he sicked me on you. It's his fault. Yeah. But the funny thing this is, could, it took you could, 58 could be, minutes. could, it could be my
2: five, swan song. This, this it t- is it,
0: man. It took you 58 minutes to realize it.
2: <laughs> I hope you're happy. <laughs>
0: If if you people can see his his face, he's not too happy.
2: (laughs) It's not not cool. Not cool. (laughs) Oh
0: shit! You know what, Jack? I'm gonna just for that. Play a song. Play a song, buddy. Give us a song. No, on on cue. Give me a song. No, nope. <laughs> you get no song. <laughs> I'm taking my guitar and going home. <laughs> oh Jesus! <I> don't... <laughs> so, all right, let's finish the story. So what happened with the pizza guy? What, what, what did he? Did he just stop partying with you guys?
2: <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> It was a long time ago, but I do, I I do recall, I do recall the lawyer calling me a couple of days later. Well, that's a
0: lot of pizzas. Jesus, I don't even know where to go from here. All right, let's see. I gave my love a cherry. What, Carla? Someone just commented. She's, She's making a guitar joke.
2: Animal House. Oh, okay. Do you know that song, Jack? I don't think so. I Although you know who does a great, you know, a you know who does a great version of that song is Sam Cook. Oh really? Oh yeah. I thought Otis
0: Day the did great, a really good version of it too.
2: The, the, the great late murdered Sam Cook.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So let's.
0: Uh, I mean, <laughs> we, we're only into cassettes. We
2: still got CDs. <laughs> hey, but, but you know what? Hey, when, when you get. Going back going back to the uh you know the vinyl, when you yeah, used to get yeah. vinyl when you were a kid, you did you have any type of ritual? Did you did you save the cellophane on the outside? Did you uh, I tried. You know store them did you store them a different way? Did you do for whatever reason, every time I bought a new record, I would always smell it.
0: No, I I I don't think I had anything. I tried to keep the cellophane on it, but if it was a gatefold, you really you can't. Um, no, I I was always a I was did the dive for the for the inserts if it was seeing if there was any inserts. Yeah, back then you didn't know like there was no publicity of, unless you read like Teen Magazine or something says catch the insert of the Pretenders album, which I have the Pretenders album a Japanese import. And it has some pretty cool fucking inserts in it. The Pretenders' cool. uh, first album,
2: yeah, I got but that. that in the you Philippines. know, Philippines. I think that's one of the things of like of all the different formats that music came out on. The long playing album, you know, vinyl
0: was LP. was where
2: I I certainly learned most about music. You know, like a lot of people ask you and I, like, how do you guys know so much shit? And, and a lot of it, you know, at least I know for me was, you know, I used to go into Boston and I used to go to record stores and I used to flip. You through, worked at
0: one. Yeah,
2: yeah, I used to flip through the stacks and I would read, you know, the backs and you know the records and you learned who, you know, the uh, personnel was in the band, who played bass and who played drums and who produced and who wrote. Yeah, yep. you know, yep. and you know which one were covers and which, you know, which. Like, that's bands how won. I know
0: that. That's how I know, like, Joan Armatrading's album, Me, Myself, and I. Fucking Thomas Dolby was the keyboard player on that album. Yeah. Like, yeah. how would I know that other than I studied it? I And the thing that you and I had, and, and there are people that have this, and, and it's for different, like, some do it for movies, TV shows. I have a pretty good way of doing But for some fucking strange reason, we retain that information. Like you just retain yeah. it because because we love the music so much that when you learn something about it, at least that's how I was when I learned something about it it was like an epiphany like wow and that just kind of stuck I retained all this fucking music information and uh, you know we always used to joke about it like I said you know uh, got a, a, a fucking that's, a, you know what when you a, a pinch- head full of music info that, that does it served me no good. Why couldn't Scott, you, when you
2: when you controlled when, when you controlled the album cover, you control information. Information. I remember. I remember. I remember the first time I saw uh, Joe Cocker's with a little help from my friends, and just being blown away by looking at the back cover and seeing that Steve Winwood was on there. Jimmy Page played on that record. Yeah. Yeah. Like holy god! Yeah. You know, Jimmy Page did something outside of Led Zeppelin. It was just how, how does that so, happen? I get you know what
0: somebody brought this up again the other day and I, I I watched it and I saw this a long time ago. I forget the name of the movie. I forget the name of the movie, but it's a British movie and it was a '60s movie. And this guy walks into a club, and everybody's just standing there like zombies, staring at the stage. And the Yardbirds are doing "Train Kept a Rolling." Jeff Beck. Jimmy Page, right? Who was the lead singer? Keith Ralph. Yeah, and it, it, you it know, and, and we grew up listening to the Aerosmith version, right? And mm-hmm. it's the same beat, except different lyrics. Like "Train Kept Rolling." I guess you can you can mix and match lyrics at certain points in that in that song. And Jeff Beck starts having problems with his amp, and he starts banging it with his guitar. And it keeps going, and he keeps banging it, banging it, until eventually, he takes his guitar, and now the crowd, like this dude's in the crowd now. I, I, I don't. This is like you pick this up uh, at the beginning of the music video, but it was from a movie, and Jeff Beck ends up smashing his guitar, and throws the arm into the audience, and everybody starts fighting for it, and this guy ends up with it, and people are chasing him. Like, they chase him out of the club, down this fucking long hallway, out into the street. And he finally makes it out. And he's got this, this this guitar neck in his hand. And he's out on the street. And it looks like, you know, 42nd Street would in the 70s. It's probably London, downtown London. And he looks at the guitar neck and fucking throws it on the ground and walks away. Like, what, was, what were you fighting for, dude? And then some dude walks by, looks at it, and just keeps walking. Like you know, and I know there was something in there. Like that, the director is like, imagine if you knew what that was, right? But yeah, yeah. the thing was to 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 uh, to to see that was just it was just funny watching that how how they played back then, and Jimmy yeah. Page was
2: young, Jeff Beck was young, you know. It's pretty interesting, pretty interesting clip. Well yeah, you know what you know what's funny? And look, I'm not patting myself on the shoulder, but I mean you asked me who the lead singer of the Yardbirds was, and without hesitation I said Keith Ralph. And that that's from, you know, yeah. flipping through the stacks at, you know, strawberries, records, and yeah. tapes. Yeah. The poor bastard. Do you know how Keith Ralph died?
0: <sighs> no. He was
2: playing in he was playing an ungrounded electric guitar and he that's electrocuted right. himself. Yeah, you
0: know? yeah, that's right. That's right. I knew it was something weird. Like that, yeah. Uh, let's see. Mark Smith comments in from YouTube. Loved the pictures on Deep purples Machine Head. You can see how they recorded it. You were instantly transported to the recording of it, and MP3 would never give you that exactly. Uh, Carla Grillo, she comments in, I gave a guy I dated my compilation albums, mostly from KTEL. Remember those? Wish I oh kept my those. God. I have K-Tel, a bunch of those. K-Tel, they are the good rocket. albums.
2: The K-, K Tell the Rock album. There was one that had uh, Robin Trower and uh, Eddie Money. Two tickets to paradise. Yeah. That was the first place I I ever heard that that song. Uh, you I know that, the like, story the, behind
0: two tickets to paradise.
2: I think you've told it on this show once before.
0: Well, it, yeah, Eddie Money. Uh, he didn't have any money. He was he was young, and he wrote the song, and it wasn't. Yes, you did tell
2: the story before. Yeah,
0: and the two tickets to paradise was just for him and his him and his wife. To take a bus out to like Pennsylvania, but to them, it was it was you know two tickets to paradise. They were getting out of New York type thing. That's yeah, just the quick version of it, but it's pretty interesting. I mean, we should we could actually do a show on
2: like the the story behind certain songs. That might you, be you think there's the possibility that we might actually stay on track and talk no. about the stories, or you're no. gonna? You know no, you, you make, derailed make, the make show. fun of me and de- yeah, I <laughs> derail it. How only dare you? if my brother puts me on you will I do that? Well if Colin <laughs> McClain makes the call, I, I follow. Um See some things never change. Back in it's, the day I said if you got in a fight with one of the McLeans you had to fight them all and it's still happening today. It's still happening today. That's right. That's right. Goddamn
0: bullies. Uh you derailed yeah. the show when you yawned and said, Oh my god, this is so inter interesting.
2: So that that absolutely set this show into a whole other you know, direction. Look, I I, I I was just trying to uh, you know project because you caught you caught me on That's all. I just I, I worked my butt off today, and you know, I, I, I get tired, and you know, sometimes you're a little long winded. I'm sorry. I'm long
0: winded. I'm
2: I'm me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wait a minute wait, a minute! wait wait a minute! Go wait a minute! You're not you're not long winded. How long no. did your show go last week? Well, how when long? you're
0: doing a solo show and and the people like the extended show, then you stretch it out. A professional knows how to do that,
2: Jack. Yeah, high watermark. Last week's show just skyrocketed our numbers. Well, it was one of the most downloaded shows in that in the, in the one week time frame. There so. you go. <laughs> there you go. That's it. You know what? Pe- people love that today. You know, a whole hour and twenty minutes. If I hate Jet Propelled, I don't like Santana. No, I hate no. Matchbox Twenty.
0: See, see, I give informative. I, I do informative shows. I, I do Ooh, interesting shows. <laughs> I do interesting
2: shows. It's all over. I do this the shows is it. People want. And
0: this you is know it. What? I'm all. I, I'm all
2: done. This is my last I show. Said,
0: I said. You have Free at last! Free if at Jack, last! Oh, you Jack fans! Too bad <laughs> you don't like to leave. <laughs> I'm sure that Team one guy Jack. left. Team Jack. Uh yeah. So, oh my God, we're well over an hour already. Yeah, I know. That's all right. the the The, the, the listeners seem to like this the, the slightly extended version, and I really like. No, it. No no, of- no, no, no,
2: no, no, oh. no, no. A listener. A listener, one of your buddies, said no, they like no, the long show. No, no, there's a bunch show. of them. They like now, the long show. Now you hijacked my entire night.
0: Yep, I did. I did.
2: <laughs> so you know what we're gonna do, then, Jack? You
0: know what we're gonna do? Oh no! Is it gonna be a part two of technology and music? No, no, no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna save all that little good stuff for when I have to do another show alone. <laughs> yeah, okay. well, it's coming soon, brother. It's coming soon. <laughs> Coming soon so
2: hey jack you know what time did it is? you know yeah! did you know no <laughs> on this day did, on this on this day in 1957 elvis presley got on stage and and put his left shoe on his right foot and his right foot in the left shoe and went out and played and he didn't even notice there was an elvis one
0: but i left it out just for you <laughs> on this day in 1958 Big Records released our song by a teenage duo from Queens, New York, Tom and Jerry. Ah, Simon and Garfunkel. The duo will become famous in the 60s under the real names Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. Now, oddly enough, on this day in 1964, Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel record The Sounds of Silence as an acoustic duo. It wasn't until record company producers added electric guitar, bass, and drums, without the knowledge of those two, of Simon and Garfunkel, that the song would become a hit in the late 1965. So imagine recording something going, that was great. Then you come back and it's (sighs) totally different. (laughs) On this day in 2022, on this day in 1977, At 7 a.m. in the morning, on a trestle table set up outside Buckingham Palace, London, the Sex Pistols signed to A&M Records. The real signing had taken place the day before. An after party was held at the offices of A&M Records, following the signing, where the group set out about wreaking unforeseen havoc on the posh building, with Sid Vicious smashing a toilet bowl and cutting his foot trailing blood everywhere he went while Johnny Rotten cursed and threatened every upscale executive in sight and guitarist Steve Jones was getting it on with an unnamed fan in the bathroom. The contract lasted six days. <laughs> so were you a, were you a fan of that album? Uh, I, I, uh, at the time, yes, but not a huge fan.
2: Oh, I love that record. I grew to appreciate it more. As I, I love, got love, love that record. And yeah. I actually got to see them. Remember, they got together in '96 and did a tour. And you know, people were like, "Come on, it's a sellout." And I was like, "You know what? I don't care. Yeah. I just want to hear those songs live."
0: Ever you feel know? like you've been cheated?
2: Have it, yeah. Right. That's a. I he mean, walks the, come off on, the stage. The, the, the song "Bodies." Oh, yeah. Or or EMI, or Holidays in the Sun. I mean, that record is fucking fantastic.
0: It's it stands the test of time. On this day in 1979, Gloria Gaynor started a three-week run at number one on the U.S. singles charts with my song, I will survive. my song. After Jack leaves, I will survive. Also number one in the U.K. The song was originally released as the B-side to a song first recorded by the Righteous Brothers called substitute it was a sad day on this day in 1988 younger brother of the Bee Gees Andy Gibb died in the hospital his death from uh, microcarditis inflammation of the heart followed a long battle with cocaine addiction which had weakened his heart in the words of the late great Rick James cocaine's a hell of a drug <laughs> a hell of a drug in this day in 2009. Tickets. Now, Now let me ask you about this. All right. Listen to this one. Yes. This fucking guy. It's th- this Rick. fucking guy. All right. Rick in Wigman in 2009. No. <laughs> Rick Wigman. Good one. Way to bring it full circle. Tickets for a one-off gig by Sir Paul McCartney in Las Vegas sold out in seven seconds after going on sale. The former Beatle was booked to perform an opening of the new joint at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino on April nineteenth, two thousand nine, in front of four thousand fans, tickets cost seven hundred and fifty dollars each. How many times is this guy fucking? Ah, Paul McCartney's going on. This is it. This is it. Uh, this this was a one off. No, it wasn't because he kept playing. He kept touring. A one off no, is no, like no. getting the mo- getting uh, you know. Frankie goes
2: to Hollywood back together, and they do one no, show, wait, hold, and that's it. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Are you are you oh. suggesting? Are you suggesting that Paul McCartney kind of like followed in the footsteps of the who and said, you know, I'm retiring or a final tour or any of that stuff, because I don't think he ever did. What is a one-off? It, instead of doing a full-blown tour, it's just a, it's a, like a one show thing that they're doing.
0: Right. And then eight months later, he goes on tour.
2: Well, so, I, I, yeah, okay. but that's,
0: that's, that's different. Uh eh. I I don't know. I think it's I think one-offs. Unless
2: it's someone
0: a band that no. has no, not no no. Been, you know, I, they, I think
2: I think you I think you're being like Putin right now. You just got you back yourself into a corner. You don't know how to get out of it. On this day in 2010, Pink Floyd won a court battle
0: with the MI that prevented the record company. Now check this out. In this, we didn't get to MP3s, but Pink Floyd won a court battle with the MI that prevented the record company from selling single downloads. And ringtones on the internet from the group's albums. Pink Floyd's back catalog was second only in sales to the Beatles. You know how easy it is. I could I could make a fucking Pink Floyd ringtone in literally seventeen seconds on my phone. Sure, because of technology, right? Yeah, but but this was only two thousand ten. This was two thousand ten. So they can't sell them. Right? They prevented EMI from selling singles and ringtones of their music. But meanwhile, in two thousand ten, that was the big
2: Napster attack, right? When Napster changed music. Yeah, but I, I think I think it's a little bit different. If you have a record company that's doing that type of thing without your expressed knowledge or permission. I, I think as a band, you know, in terms of them marketing or kind of selling off your intellectual property, that, you know, if a band doesn't want to be. You well, you're saying they, they were going like to get that, money for it. Of course they, they get, they get it, residuals it, it for it. It, it. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If they don't want to cheapen their music by having it be fucking ringtones. Yeah. Well, you know what?
0: Welcome to the fucking 20th century, the 21st century.
2: Assholes. I Because you know how much money they lost by not doing that? Do you think they care? How much money do you think the guys in Pink yeah Floyd yeah Metallica cared? Yeah, they cared, and it actually hurt them. Don't you? Don't you think? Yeah, and that's From what I mean. Pink that?
0: Floyd should have just said, "Can we make money off this? Are they giving it away? No. But yeah, so they, what? They people look- did once you got one of these, an iPhone." You could make any ringtone you wanted for free.
2: Listen, there are are some bands and some musicians out there that are more than willing to sell their music and the rights to the music to be used in commercials and ringtones and everything else. And there are other musicians out there that don't want to do that. They should have the right to make that choice. And if the record company went ahead and did that without their knowledge, and without their They were going to do it. It wasn't
0: without their knowledge. They said, we want to do this. And Pink Floyd said, no. And EMI must have said... Well, you're under contract with us. We're going to do this.
2: Yeah. So You're so under Pink contract. So they said Pink we Ford don't Ford want it to be had-
0: ringtones and, 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 and uh, singles, single downloads. Because yeah. yeah. they didn't understand the technology that was coming. EMI did. No,
2: no they knew that they were going to get screwed. Like a lot of people are getting screwed right now in terms of the way that the music is being marketed. Isn't that the way it's always been? Isn't
0: 1% of fucking musicians, 1% of musicians make, you know, make millions off their albums or the rest?
2: Yeah, but look, look, there's there's a growing number of musicians out there right now that are complaining that, you know, whether it's Amazon or Apple or Spotify or whatever it is, that they're getting pennies, pennies on on the dollar uh, and that most of the money is actually being made by the platforms. So, so, if, you, so if you know Floyd, what they're not
0: doing, though, they're not having to pay record companies like a lot of these bands can record now because of technology in their, their own studios and they release it. And just like the old bands used to complain about they got pennies on the dollar for every album sold. Now, these people are like, hey, I don't have to deal with record companies. You're always going to have to deal with somebody in the record industry. You know, do who's you, making do it th- on his own. Tom McDonald. Tom does McDonald I don't know does, who that is. He he's a white rapper
2: because you're not into
0: hip hop. You don't understand.
2: Um that's this that dude is, not, is number one on Apple. Cool. And, Wait a minute. I know I know I know I don't know one guy and you labeled me that way. Well, not, he, he's he's cool. the
0: hottest rapper in the world right now. He's number one. Every album that every single he's put out has gone number one on Apple and on Spotify. That's just, number one. That's
2: absolutely, that's but that's absolutely the fantastic. rating shots now. That's how these me, things get rated now. But let me ask you this question. Do you think that most of these people that are self-producing, self-promoting or whatnot, that it's a good thing that they don't have to answer to record companies or is it a bad
0: thing? No, I think it's a good thing. Record companies served a purpose, but they were bloodsuckers. They they did lead these bands in the right direction to get promoted. They gave the bands with, and I'm not agreeing with them. Don't get me wrong. I'm being devil's advocate here. They gave them what they asked for. You want success? You want a tour? You want to live the life? Only very few of them had the vision, like Mick Jagger had the vision, right? A lot of these other guys, they went along for the ride, and when it was over, they were like, what just happened, right? So record companies gave them what they wanted, but in the meantime, behind the back. Now, how about, let's break it down to record to, to band managers. How many managers have fucked over their band? Oh uh, yeah. Most of them. I, the the yeah
2: exactly record industry the music industry is brutal. It's brutal. Well that the, the thing that I I I don't know the answer to this is with people doing self promotion with the lack of uh push that comes from a record company is it does it make it easier for a band to make it big or does it make it more difficult? <clears throat> That's a
0: good question. I think that goes back to one of our episodes when we talked about is rock dead and all that and when we said all right, and I, I think I asked you the question: Is there too much music now? Like Mark Smith just commented, and he agrees, record companies are bloodsuckers, but at least they let bands develop. Back then, these bands jump right into the fucking fire. So yeah. it's a lot. Of, it's a jungle out there. It's a, to live in that MP3 world. It was good for the for the uh, the beginning of that wave. They all benefited, but then
2: everybody jumped on board. You know, so
0: I, I think, th- I, think it be, I I think it's I think better it to go be, with a record company.
2: Yeah, I, I think some in, in some situations, the fact that a record company was actually being prescriptive and they were pushing certain things. I don't think it was necessarily a bad thing. And, and I and I also think it's also a, a good thing that people don't have to bow down to the record companies that they can produce their own records. They can do it in their living room if they if they want to. Right, yes. they don't. They don't have to. They don't have to sign their blood sucking deal of the record company. They can put out their music, but I think it's probably a lot more challenging for them to actually scale and to become as popular as you could without that machine behind you. You know, and, and but, you know I think- almost. I almost equate it for for the for the casual music listener. It's almost like going to the supermarket in the cereal aisle. Yeah. If you're, if, you're, if you're not familiar with, if you're coming from a different country
0: yeah.
2: and you walk into, you know, Kroger's or whatever your market is down there and you walk into that cereal aisle and there's five or 600 different brands of cereal, it can be confusing. And I think music can be that way as well without kind of a central machine pushing that stuff.
0: Yeah. And, and let me reference this guy again, Tom McDonald. He does all, he owns his own music. His girlfriend does all the videos, right? He had all his, he he just released a a vinyl album, and he signed every single one of them, like him and his, they were boxing them up, and they were sending them out. He said, nobody owns me, and the dude is killing it. But he is lightning in a bottle. He worked, this guy fucking grinded out. He ground it out to get to how he got there. And he's he struck lightning, you know. He struck gold with, you know, his lyrics in social media. You know, if you, if you catch that wave, well, any artist is going to make money,
2: right? Well, uh, I I think that's one of the one of the good things is you know from an independent standpoint, you know, you don't have to be playing Madison Square Garden. You can still carve out a living playing the music that you want, and you can get it out to people. You know, I mean, it's it's a balance, right? There's good yeah. and bad to 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 both sides of it.
0: Yeah, yeah. We didn't even get into the. Um, maybe we could pick this up at the beginning of next show. You know, we could skip past uh, the. Cassettes. I'm not. I'm not going to be on the next show.
2: Oh, that's <laughs> right. Then I'll I'll
0: save it for that. That's <laughs> not going to be here next week. So. No, I'll
2: be. I'll, no, I'll be there. I'll be here next week. It's. The, I think it's the week after. Yeah,
0: but I wanted to get into the whole uh, uh, in the the MP3 invasion napster and LimeWire and that changed everything but we could talk about that next week that's that's a good conversation because there's a lot of reasons behind how, how things happened why they happened why people did what they did while why music groups did what they did and uh that was a pretty interesting time in music so and uh, I just want to give a shout out to my new friend Cynthia Sayre. She is the host of the uh, True Hauntings and Scary Stories podcast. Uh, she does a great job. I am now officially her video editor for her YouTube channel. That she's going to start releasing. Oh, Jacks making the face. See, Cynthia is a nice girl.
2: <laughs> she's a I don't very. Think she's nice girl. going to appreciate that. She's she's a very nice girl. I wasn't making faces at her. I was making That's faces at you. Why? Why? By the way,
0: Jack, by the way Jack, you, know, you paint, you play the guitar, you, you 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 photography. I do a little photography. But see, your 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 stuff is is, is that that
2: stuff. I like <laughs> my stuff. Editing. I think it's wonderful. I think it's, it's fantastic. And, yeah. By the way, hey, we shouldn't we shouldn't really sign off without making mention of uh, Gary Brooker's death?
0: Oh, by the way, <clears throat> born on this day, Tom Schultz <laughs> from Boston, right, the group Boston, uh, J. Rick Rubin, right, co-founder of Def Jam Records with Russell Simmons and established American Recordings Record Company. I think he's a guy that probably takes care of his people, Rick Rubin, but I think he's one of those record those record labels that You gotta be really fucking good to get on his label.
2: That guy's a a genius. How how does that segue from what I said about Gary Brooker?
0: Well, we're getting there. And then. uh, Okay. All right. It's coming. Born on this day in 1963, also, Jeff Ahmed. Yeah. Bass player from from Pearl Pearl, Jam. Can you believe fucking Jeremy came out in 1992? Like, that still blows my fucking mind. That song came out in 1992. It's like. I, 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 if you had asked me without thinking, I'd say, oh, it's like 2001,
2: <laughs> you know. Well, you know what, it's fu- it's funny. 92. Like, like if you go back uh, a couple of years now, right, you know, with the whole COVID thing and whatnot, like a lot of people don't even realize that Pearl Jam still records records. I know, I you know. know. They, they, still, they still think of Pearl Jam and those first couple of records. And, you know, once they got away from MTV and whatnot, that they thought that Pearl Jam kind of, you know, just kind of went off into the sunset. But the last time that Pearl Jam came to Boston, they sold out Fenway Park not once, but twice. Twice, two nights, yeah, no, not in a row. It was well, two I nights. I think in, everybody
0: in, sells out Fenway. I think it's a, it's a novelty. Two nights, two
2: nights, two I, nights.
0: I think I think probably if depending on the band, I think Springsteen could sell it out two nights. I think
2: oh, I, th- you know, I think a lot of bands could sell it, and he's up. But Pearl Jam is up there in that in that stratosphere but I, but I get I guess that's the point that I'm trying to make is like a lot of people don't realize that they're in that stratosphere. And A lot of people have lost touch with Pearl Jam. They know the first two records and they might know they might know Better Man, but yeah. they don't know the eight albums that came after that yeah. that what You're a right. prominent consistent band they've been. They've been unbelievable. And one yeah. of the one of the greatest greatest live bands to see yeah. on the circuit today.
0: I was fortunate to see them with Phil Kelly. Out at what used to be Foxwoods, yeah, it's a good show. What do you mean? What used to be Foxwoods? Foxwoods is still there, isn't it? Called something else though, isn't it? Uh... Are you talking about Mohegan Sun? No, the amphitheater out there.
2: Foxwoods. What are you talking?
0: I don't know what. You're what's about? the amphitheater out there in in, in Massachusetts? It's. Uh... You mean
2: the Xfinity Center? I, I guess I don't know. What it I was I great. Of. It was great. Great woods. Great woods. Great woods. Great woods. Yeah, Foxwoods is a the casino. Was, yeah. It Great was Woods. it was the Com, it was the Comcast Center and yeah you know, yeah. yeah that place yeah. that place has changed names a bunch of times.
0: So is the the West Palm Beach Amphitheater. That's all I call it, is the West Palm Beach Amphitheater because every it's it's ridiculous. But yeah, Are you still have Greatwoods is a casino. Great Woods was the yeah. Are you still getting a Gary Brooker? Uh, so, on this day in 2022, Jack talked about Gary Brooker. <laughs> there you go. That's your intro.
2: I look I just think it's worth noting that that Gary Brooker passed last week I think he was. So he was the keyboard player and principal songwriter and lead vocalist of Procol Harum.
0: Yeah, and most people it's, can't name another song other than Paler Shade of Grey by Procol Harum.
2: <laughs> yeah, you not even you could do it. Yeah. No. It's it's whiter shade of pale. Whatever. Whatever the Dip fuck. Yeah, but but uh, hey, you know that that single sold we more than skin the m- life and dango. <laughs> that 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 single sold more than ten million copies. It's a good song. It is a good song. It's a it's a great song.
0: Yeah. And that's a great right. song. So why and, would you and, honor a
2: guy who is a keyboard player on one song that people know? He's more prominent. <laughs> he's more prominent than that. He played he played on All Things Must Pass, you know, with um uh, George Harrison, he played on a bunch of Kate Bush albums. He was in Ringo Starr's so All Star. He's, stop, so he's a he's, studio. He's,
0: he's, he's, he's a studio guy. He's he's
2: had a long standing history. I just thought it would be worthwhile no, to no, make hey, a little listen. bit. That's all. I, once That's again, all. I, once again all. who am but I? If you want you want you want I'm, you I'm about to redeem, redeem
0: myself. I'm about to redeem myself before I was rudely interrupted. <laughs> Hey, like, who am I to talk about Gary Brooker when the guy was, yeah, he he was everywhere in music. And I'm sitting here doing a fucking podcast with you.
2: Hey, come on. He did that great shady gray of white. Yeah, pale shade
0: it. of gray. There's
2: one line of note you didn't read. <laughs> I
0: wasn't. I had I had a Prokhorov album. I never listened to it. <laughs> I never listened to it. Yeah, it's because you were busy listening to Rick Wakeman. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, listen, he was a
2: it was a big, big, big production with Rick Wakeman. Oh, Come you on. know what the you Rick gotta... Wakeman album was? Journey to the yeah. Center of the Earth. Yeah, so, so, yeah, the the funny thing about Rick Wakeman is like he had this massive keyboard setup, but he always wore a cape. Yeah, he was better than Gary Brecker, keyboard guy. Uh, come yeah. on yeah
0: hey rick Wake i put rick wakeman against any keyboard player the album was journey to the center of the earth it was a pretty fucking yeah. cool album it is a terrible pretty cool album no it's okay it is now try
2: I tried a, you to, know what i
0: tried to sleep that one in <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's one of the things that i've learned o- over the years i have an appreciation so uh, this almost goes back to the whole jethro Tull thing you know look uh, you, you're a you're a synth guy you know i kind of like more of the edgy punk stuff. I don't think either of us are big prog guys. I think we have an appreciation no. for some of it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, some of I it. I agree. I agree. But but you know the, you know the the Rick Wakeman eighteen minute keyboard solo eh, is yes know. in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are? okay. Yeah, yeah. Is the the only reason I know that is. Um, they were only inducted inducted a handful of years ago. And like their five original years ago, ba- I think it was like five yeah, Their original bass player, Chris Squire, had had passed. So yeah. Getty Lee, Getty Lee of uh Rush, Rush actually sat in during their for their performance the Nice substitute. All Nice substitute. Very good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh let's see. Tom Spallins comments from YouTube. On this day in twenty sixteen, the great Keith Emerson shot himself dead.
2: Yep. Yeah emerson lake and robert palmer yeah and Robert Palmer. well he's dead too <laughs> arnold palmer he's dead too oh god
0: uh i, I, I greg lakes I, I still father christmas is one of my favorite christmas songs by greg lake that's that's kind of proggy that's it is proggy. i think we discussed that during the christmas show
2: yeah that's I, you don't proggy. you don't
0: particularly like it too much i, I love it
2: it's a, you yeah. know what? It's, it's okay.
0: Oh, I don't, this I, motherfucker. I Tom Spaloni says, well, it's really tomorrow, but close enough. He got, <laughs> he got in on the show. He snuck us. <laughs> like <a> snuck us. Because <laughs> I would have saw it in my notes. Son of a bitch. He got us.
2: <laughs> Tom Sp- Spilone. The old Keith Emerson.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're not doing a show tomorrow, so okay. You got it in. You got Ooh, us.
2: What a lucky man he wasn't. <laughs>
0: he wasn't. Oh, yeah.
2: So, well, all right. Listen, I think we're done for this show. <laughs> so, what, what is that? In like an hour and forty-five minutes? Hour and thirty-five. So this is like this is like a Rick Wakeman album. That's like a Rick Wakeman solo. <laughs> good one. Good one. Like let's Rick- see. Let's see. Uh, there you go. <laughs> hour and 30 minutes this is like a yes song it's like you know two
0: sides hey 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 don't start running the joke into the ground walk away walk sorry. away
2: sorry hey nothing walk to away. see
0: here people don't be like a 12 year old and keep repeating the same joke just in different you know form uh, all right well all jack right. you know buddy i always appreciate your time i love you thank you for doing this with me i want to thank the people for watching and the people that are listening you are the engine that drives this, this vehicle without you. It would just be me talking to Jack. And while well, we do that all the time anyways.
2: Yeah. By the way, we don't need you people. We appreciate that you're here, but if you weren't here, we'd still be doing this. Show still, <laughs> we'd still be talking like this to each other, just on the phone. <laughs> you,
0: you are an idiot. <laughs> there you go. There you <laughs> go. Well, if you like the show, share it, tell people about it. Uh that's that's how we do this i'm not into the big promotional podcast thing i i, I like the grassroots word of mouth no no uh, if we people need a like record it, label will...
2: to push us <laughs>
0: uh, if people like it that's how things spread in the podcast world um so if you like it share it tell someone about it we'd appreciate that? it again
2: we're, we're yeah. grassroots like his buddy ronald mcdonald what was that guy's name again chris mcdonald <laughs> chris mcdonald joe mcdonald <laughs> country Joe country Joe
0: (laughs) (laughs) anyways well we'll be back next week again pass this along if you if you like it tell people about it uh and
2: uh yeah good show buddy good show always a lot of fun man thanks to everybody that is listening or has listened or will listen we appreciate it
0: yes and uh doing this show for you to quote my favorite artist Morrissey the pleasure the privilege is mine so. It's not my favorite. Ah, uh, we'll see you next week. Shut up, Jack. Whiny, whiny.